Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. One hundred forty, written by Ben Errington, narrated by Ian McEwan. Hashtags and filters are my weapons. While some have words, fists, guns, knives, or sticks and stones, my one hundred forty character limit is all that stands before me and my ultimate goal: composing something so devastatingly wonderful on social media that it goes. Viral. At Elaine Insane is my handle, and quite fitting, really. Although some would find it tasteless, it's a moniker that I am sure will eventually become notorious. Plus, it's catchy as hell. I designed the typeface that I used on the logo myself, and once I was convinced it looked shit hot, I added it to all of my pages. I felt a swell of delight at the sight of my brand. It wasn't hard to pick a target. It had to be somebody Facebook famous who had amassed a huge amount of followers over a short amount of time by posting six-second Vine videos that weren't half as hilarious as his fans thought they were. But the person couldn't be innocent, no. They needed to be worthy of receiving a rightful punishment. Charlie Chokeslam, not his real name, of course, was the young man who I eventually decided upon. He seemed pretty likable on the surface. His blue eyes and stubbled chin made him quite adorable, actually. 
His sense of humor, however, left a sour taste in my mouth. He had a popular social media presence across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and more. But he was a woman-hating, slut-shaming, sexist idiot with a love for performing pranks and violent wrestling moves on his girlfriend. While they seemed playful on the surface, there were dark undertones that often rose to the surface in the form of online rumors from various sources and public breakups, which were paired with social media rants from Charlie's girlfriend that were soon deleted once the couple inevitably got back together. So, I did some research. It wasn't difficult to find out the truth, as the friends of both of them were eager to speak out, if it seemed like they might get the five minutes of fame that those close to them had experienced. I posed as PR, management and media, making promises and telling as many lies as I could to get my hands on the information I wanted. Charlie Chokeslam, real surname Groves, wasn't just a controlling, abusive little boy. That was the tip of a gruesome iceberg. He also made a habit of grooming his underage fans and meeting with them for sex taking advantage of his position as a minor celebrity to manipulate naive young girls. I spoke with several of his victims, and while some of them seemed fairly at ease with what he had done, as illegal as it was, one of them had been severely affected by her experience. Her name was Annabelle and she had self-harmed for years, but it was only after being used by Charlie that she actually considered taking her own life. I told her to remain strong, and that the only true way she could get her revenge was to live a long, happy, and fruitful life. She wasn't to be beaten by that little fucker. I promised her that he'd get what was coming to him. As it seems to be with modern social media, it was easy to make contact with him directly. It's fascinating that sending a message that has a high chance of being seen by even the most famous, rich, and powerful on the planet is very much a possibility. I could send a threatening message to the President of the United States or a declaration of love to a popular singer, and it's likely that it may be seen or at least scanned over by the account owner or a representative of that person. Of course, Charlie Chokeslam was nowhere near as much of a big deal as he believed he was. So grabbing his attention was quite simple. I hit him with a classic catfish, setting up a new Twitter account several months before and following a wide variety of mindless accounts, from adbots to meme sharers to the obvious bullshit, Justin Bieber, One Direction, and anybody else that made me feel sick to even pretend to be a fan of. I uploaded pictures I had collected of a girl who was a friend of a friend of an acquaintance, the standard selfies out drinking with friends, holiday snaps, and the like. After tweeting enough over the course of many weeks, feigning shock as various events in the world of minor celebrities that I got from online gossip columns and even retweeting the regurgitated bollocks Charlie thought was insightful, I sent him a message. 
He was short at first, only responding with one-word answers and often ignoring my advances. But soon, as he found out more about me, my age, where I went to school, and the kind of things I liked to do with my spare time, he quickly turned the conversation to sex. He wanted to see photos of me, but I managed to keep him interested without sending any news, which I would have had to amass from another source. Eventually, I arranged a meet at what he thought was my parents' house, while they were away for a long weekend in Berlin. I answered the door in a wig and thick-rimmed glasses, claimed to be the girl's sister, and offered him a drink. I could tell that he was suspicious of me from the off, and while he did ask a lot of questions, the drugs started to take effect before he could get cold feet and make a boat for the door. I used a pulley system that I'd put together using a sex swing and some bungee cords to suspend him naked from the ceiling. After slapping him awake, I forced him to give me the password to his Twitter account. At Charlie Chokeslam, May 5th, 2016, 9.02pm. I have a confession to make. At Charlie Chokeslam, May 1st, 2016, 9.02pm. I'm not the person you may think I am. At Charlie Chokeslam, May 1st, 2016, 9.03pm. I'm a scumbag. An abusive, pathetic human being with a dangerous superiority complex. At Charlie Chokeslam, May 1st, 2016, 9.06pm. My partner, Alicia, deserves better than me. At Charlie Chokeslam, May 1st, 2016, 9.09pm. I have been violent. I have been manipulative. I have been controlling. At Charlie Chokeslam, May 1st, 2016, 9.15pm. And worse than that, I have been unfaithful in the worst possible way. At Charlie Chokeslam, May 1st, 2016, 9.19pm. I prey on underage girls and force them into sexual acts with me. At Charlie Chokeslam, May 1st, 2016, 9.20pm. It's at Elaine Insane who will punish me. I castrated Charlie with a Stanley knife. He cried and called for his mother. I called the police and used a voice modulator as I told them where to find him. The at Charlie Chokeslam tweets averaged 30,000 retweets each by the next morning, and the Elaine Insane account had almost 100,000 followers 24 hours later. When I eventually checked my inbox, I had received dozens of messages asking me for help. I better get to work. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. 140 was written by Ben Errington, narrated by Ian McEwen, with music by Tom Robson. For more information and even a free book, head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com. 
Or if you'd like to support the show, we've just launched a Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. There you'll be able to support the show with as little as a dollar a month, get your greasy fingers on a quarterly collected print edition of the other stories, and even suggest story ideas will be featured in a story yourself. So, until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.